Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to our very first episode of the Heroes and Mutants podcast. I hope everyone out there is doing well, and thank you for joining us. I'm Ruben here with my co-hosts, Nick and Josh. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We're really just a couple of guys who consider ourselves enthusiasts that are passionate about anything involving superheroes, ranging from movies, comics, video games, anime, etc. I want to start off by letting everyone know a little bit about ourselves, so let's start with Nick. What was it that got you so passionate about superheroes, and who is your super favorite superhero? What's going on, everybody? My name is Nick. Um, probably earliest memories, like, I'm a 90s kid, so, you know, we all grew up on, like, Batman the Animated Series, uh, Spider-Man the Animated Series, X-Men, so it's like, um, growing up, I didn't really get into comics, like, right away. Like, that was my first exposure, and then, like, seeing, you know, Blade uh, from the late 90s, and then, like, X-Men when Spider-Man got it. So it was mainly just the shows and the movies. Um, especially because like Batman the Animated Series was probably like the greatest show of all time and you know it delved off and it had like all these seasons and then it was like connected to um, it had its own like kind of um, like they had its own little like uh, uh, storyline and like joined universe with like Superman and then Batman Beyond uh, the Justice League seasons so you know I think that was like my first foray and then it led to me like you know, getting more serious into comics and reading all these storylines because I was like, you know, really inspired by the stuff that I was reading, um, watching and exposed to at such a young age. And um, just, I don't know, reading comics and stuff at that time wasn't cool. Or, you know, I was, you know, into sports. I was an athlete. So um, just, it's, it's kind of interesting. We kind of like look down upon it. So I think for the longest time, there was a stigma associated with, oh, you're a nerd if you read comics and stuff <laughs> like that. But it was okay to like watch movies and uh, do all that. Um and if you're a 90s kid like that, that was a thing. Um, you know, Ninja Turtles is popular. Power Rangers is popular. Um, so that was really like my first exposure to that. And like what really led to me, you know, it really planted that seed and of like, you know, later on down the line and realizing, wow, wow I really love this stuff. Um, my favorite hero. You guys probably all knew this is coming. You see the shirt. <laughs> Y'all know, see the socks. And Richard John Grayson, a.k.a. Nightwing. Um, I think the reason why is because… Aside, uh, you know, there's a lot of similarities between me and him aside from the extremely good looks. I know y'all watching and y'all <laughs> noticed. I know that. Um, but just because like, even though he was like raised and trained by Batman, he really didn't have like all those flaws and all those like insecurities that Batman had. Um, you see Batman and Batman is like a loner. He's very distrusting and um, you know, is not so, it's pretty much antisocial and Nightwing uh, Dick is like the complete opposite. Um, he's somebody who's like the second great, uh, second most trustworthy hero behind Superman. And he's just a regular human. Like it makes sense why Superman is so trustworthy because of who he is. But you know, when Nightwing, uh, Dick is considered like that, you know, next most trustworthy hero behind Superman, like that really speaks volume to who he is. And just to the fact of like, he, he's just really expresses his compassion and his care for other people, like way more than Bruce does. And, um, He's really like the glue and the heart that holds the Bat family together. Okay. Um, so really like, and I think like one of the things that really like, really showed me like how different of a person he is from Bruce. He actually, there was a comic issue um, when, he, when he started his career as Nightwing in like the, the mid to late 90s when he moved to Bloodhaven. He um, saved this couple from, the tar, from a tar pit. And um, this couple was like so grateful and so happy that they got saved. And they just like spent hour, like, hours hugging, hugging, uh, hugging Nightwing. And he just reciprocated back and hugged them back. And uh, at the very end of the comic, he just says he, how grateful. And, you know, we spent, they were crying and I was holding them. And, you know, it's just like, you know, uh, at the end of the day, like another life saved. And that's all that matters. And that really goes to show like the difference between um, 
Bruce and Dick. Like, if it was Bruce, he would just be all brooding and like, oh God, they're <laughs> hugging me. But, you know, Nightwing was reciprocating that, to that okay, care. Like, he, he fights for a more hopeful, better tomorrow where Bruce just fights to extinguish crime by any means. Like, there's still that um, altruistic reason behind it. But Nightwing, uh, Dick is a little bit more upfront about that and it's he's a little bit more in touch with who he is and he was able to get over um he was able to move past like the trauma of his childhood like they both had this similar experience like losing their parents which is an extremely traumatic event of course but he found a way to move past it and like was just remembering those happy uh memories from when he was a child and bruce like always latched on to like that grimness and that darkness and looking at the world as like you know this dark like unforgiving place and nightwing just chose to like be more of an example of hope and he's, he's pretty much like the, the superhero version of um i mean uh, uh like regular like a regular human version of, of superman and his like ideals and the way he looks at the world so i think that was like the biggest reason why like i caught on to like you know seeing that like damn like you know nightwing that's awesome. that's the character you inspire to be so All that's right. why he's my favorite awesome nick awesome how about you josh who is uh, your favorite superhero and what got you so passionate? Hey guys, my name is Josh. Um, the reason why I got into superheroes and everything comics is basically like Nick said, growing up, it was mostly all watching cartoons, never really had a way to get into the whole comic books. Getting into high school, once I got my first comic and started reading into it, that's when I started seeing that there was such a bigger world to the comic universe. You know, you had X-Men, you had uh, Fantastic Four, you had... Spider-Man, Superman, Batman. It just opened up so many ways. I mean, growing up, like you said, it was waking up cartoons Saturday morning, Batman Beyond, Amazing Spider-Man, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, but if I would have to choose a superhero, I would. Uh, I mean, I would have to choose Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man. Yeah, ever okay. since I was little, Amazing Spider-Man has always been my show. Uh, growing up, Tobey Maguire, he played a really good Spider-Man. I liked what he went for. I mean, no matter how much he brought down, you know, he always found a way to get back up. It's always about the community. He had to save the community, whatever it took. No matter how painful it was, it was always him. Liked his goofiness. He's just portrayed a very good character overall. But yeah, Spider-Man would have to be the best. Awesome, Josh. Awesome. So, hey, everybody. I'm Ruben once again. My favorite character, superhero, would be Wolverine. Because as a little kid, I always felt um, indestructible, you know? Like, I always felt like whatever happened to me, I would be okay. I'll get back up and I felt like nothing happened. I mean, yeah, I'll have like, well, a messed up leg or anything like that. But I got right back up and I felt indestructible. And he's the reason why I got into it and why I'm so passionate about it is because growing up, um, I was watching Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles and, you know, like you said, the um, TV shows little sitcoms that they had going on back in the days, growing up as the 90s, like Nick was saying, just being a little kid. Um, uh, I always embraced it. I didn't mind if people called me a nerd or, you know, <laughs> reading them comic books and um, just enjoyed it. I just enjoyed it because for me, it was just a way to get away. You know, yeah, sometimes I had lots Definitely. of friends and all that, but whenever I got home, whenever I was doing homework, I was always like, all right, I want something to read. But I didn't want to read those old boring books. You know, I wasn't thinking about education. I wanted to read superheroes. I felt... Um, like a superhero as a kid. I wanted to be a superhero, you know? But um, yeah, I would say it would be Wolverine. Wolverine's my favorite. And there's still times where I still feel that way today. But, you know, oh, we no, all know it's not, it's not, none of us can <laughs> be superheroes, you know what I'm saying? Um, so what's up? Y'all ready to dive into these topics we got? Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Let's awesome. go for it. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. So um, I want to start off by saying, uh, how do you guys feel about uh, the 20th century merging with Marvel? What does it mean for the X-Men and Fantastic 
char- Fantastic Four characters going forward. I'll start off with Nick. Um, I think it's an interesting thing because like the whole thing of like the MCU, we wanted to see like all of our favorite heroes combined together. Like I was always wanting to see um Tony and Reed of uh, Mr. Fantastic like facing off because they're two of like the greatest minds in the Marvel universe. So I remember like seeing um seeing like them interact with each other and I was always like wanting that, especially, you know, because you know, Robert Downey Jr. plays this awesome, probably like the most like uncanny like realistic portrayal of like this character so i was always like wanting to see that and see them interact with like um seeing like cap interact with um with wolverine and seeing like wolverine interact with so i always wanted to see that and then it just really sucked that um up until this point they couldn't even mention anything about the mutants like have that word or anything like when um scarlet witch and and quicksilver were in age of ultron they were like formed from like they they derived their power from the mind stone which and they couldn't have like any connection towards like the the mutants or uh, the brotherhood of the mutants or like mention anything about Magneto or being like or anything like that. So it was just always like very underwhelming for me, and I always just wanted to see more of that. So going forward, it, it just sucked it couldn't happen when it did because um, uh, you know we wanted to see Hugh Jackman interact with Tony Stark and seeing whoever that they could have gotten to play Reed interacting like with with Tony also like I I really think they just missed out on a lot of opportunity it sucks that you know all this litigation and all this greed and all this like you know oh like they can't they, they can't allow this to happen because of the money for whatever reason they couldn't come across to a deal and you know fans you know re- uh, really passionate enthusiastic fans like us couldn't get to see that so um for me I'm I'm excited going forward I wish it could have happened like you know, even three, four years ago when, you know, when um, Hugh Jackman was still in the role as, yeah. as Wolverine. But like, I'm, yeah, and I'm, I'm really excited for going forward just because of the potential that they have. And, you know, um, I think uh, Doc, Dr. Doom is like rumored to be the main baddie in Black Panther 2. So I hope those rumors are true. And I'm just, I'm just really excited for it. But like I said, it's, it's just a little, um, it's a little like, um, a little underwhelming for me because I wish we could have had this before and like, but I'm still, I'm still just really excited with the possibilities of like what they're going to do going forward. Awesome. How about you, Josh? Uh, same feeling. I mean, I respect what 20th Century Fox did with the first films. I mean, Fantastic Four was a really good movie. You know, Jessica freaking Alba, she did very good as a yeah, woman. Yeah, she really did. Fortunately, Human Torch ended up becoming Captain America, but I mean, it came for better. He played that part very, very well himself too, you know? Um, freaking, got off the topic real quick. Oh well, yeah, it's, a, it's about X-Men Fantastic but, Four. Yeah. They're going to do very good. I have, there's a very long time frame that they have to work with now with the next coming Phase 4, Phase 5. I know they're probably not going to follow the same way that they did with 20th Century Fox as X-Men having them in such a large group already without having actually known that much of a history. I feel like Marvel with the MCU is going to do much better. They might portray them a little bit different, place them in different movies as cameos, introducing them themselves and hopefully towards Phase 5 get towards seeing the actual full X-Men movie, which should probably be very good. And then like he said, um, with the leaks and everything, um, Doctor Strange 2 supposedly will be introducing Reed Richards. Finally, get to see the… We'll see. That'd be yeah. awesome. It really would. But it should be good. Sony Century Fox and MCU should have a good positive influence. Yeah, I'm feeling, I'm right feeling pretty ga- glad about that merger. I feel like they could do more now that it's happened. Like you exactly. were saying, Nick, I feel like uh, they should have done this a lot sooner. And if they would have, I felt like it would have been… A lot popular with these characters that they have going on because yeah. X Men's characters, I feel like they've been doing well. Um, Fantastic Four, um, I felt back then those movies came out pretty good, but I still feel like they could have done better. They yeah, done well, more. especially oh, just with well, 
now now that you bring it up, we have Galactus. Oh, we have yeah, I think we, we have right to have a moment too, of silence right. for, for Galactus just because it, it would suck. We're sorry, Galactus. <laughs> I know. We still well, love you. He gets his redemption. <laughs> oh, like I said, who knows? Anything can happen moving forward. And I am really am looking forward to it. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. That's all I really can yeah. say right now. And we'll see what can really happen. Yeah. yeah we'll see has a bright, bright path ahead See what they, what they do with it. And I'm just really excited to see Silver Surfer too. And hopefully this time he's not… Uh, I'm Because I'm, I'm not… Like whenever, whenever he was on in the movie, all I thought of was like Morpheus. I expect him to be like… Oh, Oh, show me your kung fu or something like that. I'm like, God damn, why, why do they do like it's, it's yeah, always, like, you know, the Lawrence Fishburne voiced uh Silver Surfer, so it's like all I thought about. <laughs> his screen time was too short in that movie, definitely. They could have And hopefully he deri- he actually derives his power from from Galactus and the cosmic uh the cosmic power and not from the surfboard. That was like the stupidest thing ever. I'm looking forward. Like Josh was talking about, there's a lot to come forward to when it comes to phase four and the MCU. Um and now that that merger happened. A lot, and I mean a lot, can happen. So expect the unexpected. You know what I'm saying? As always. Um, Since uh, there's a lot of movies coming out in Marvel and some that came out in DC already, but uh, how about Black Widow? What do you guys feel about? I mean, I'm a little feel about it. Little, I won't say on the fence because the trailer was really good. It's just with her character and the way like Scarlett Johansson plays her. I'm not. She's a character. I'm not very hyped about. I'm more hyped just to see. Like what the the story involved, and not so much with like seeing her. Even though you know she is beautiful, she's like I, very, I don't know. I just don't really, I don't really, ca- <laughs> I don't really care for like her portrayal of Scarlet Witch. I always felt like out of everybody in the in the out of all the Avengers, she was like the one I didn't care for the most. I was like less interested by. Why is that? Um, I don't know. To be honest, like I just she for whatever reason, I just never really gravitated more like towards her. Um, and it just, I, I honestly, I think it was more because of like how they tried to portray her. Like she had that off uh, color comment to the Hulk about like when he's like, oh, in um, Age of Ultron, when like okay. they're trying to work out a relationship. <laughs> I think it's more just the characterization because he's all like, I'm a monster. Like I can't have this, this, this and that. And she was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm sterile. So like, I'm, I'm a monster too. And I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I, it was just something that I didn't fully understand why they went that route. Like. And I think just ever since then, I've been more. So it's more so with the characterization of what they, what like the screenwriters have done with her, than opposed to like the portrayal. But I think the thing I'm most um, curious about is is Taskmaster because you know I'm I'm an aficionado of action scenes, right. and Taskmaster is like one of the greatest uh, fighters, martial artists in the Marvel universe, um, with his ability to like copy fighting styles from anybody he sees. So I'm more interested with like the story they tell. And David Harbour is a really talented actor, so I can't wait to see him. Um, and I just, I'm really excited just to see like what they do with him and like, hopefully he has like those photocopy abilities or like that, um, um, like with his memory and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm excited for it, but like not too much just because Black Widow is a character I don't really like care too much about. Yeah, I feel you. I heard there, um, well, it's going to be the first film of the MCU phase four. Um, the first film, yes. Um. And I also hear it's going to be like a whole family reunion concept. You know, her sister's oh, supposed Guardian, to come out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her sister, the mom. Well, is, that, know, the is mom. this supposed to be her sister? Or is, I thought it was supposed I, to be like I, her… Like they trained together. So it was her sister in that sense. Like I believe I feel like it might be her sister. But… Because uh, I believe that's going to be Yelena. If I'm not mistaken. Correct? I, I think so. Right? Yeah. So that's going to be Yelena portraying her sister. Well, in the movie. If I'm not mistaken, in the movie, she's portraying her sister. Some, something like I just I thought they were more like training like they just were at the same um like facility that they trained at so I thought that was the reason why well, that like, could be it's like how we call each other brothers sometimes right yeah. I guess maybe just her sis her sister well, um, I mean, how do you well, feel about it Josh yeah I mean they both 
combat it in the same location as it did there are from the Black Widow Society. So I could understand, like, like you said, maybe she is not blood related, but she does consider her a sister because they did go through a very like same similar situation going getting out of there. Um, but Red Guardian for sure. I'm excited to see that <laughs> the Re- the Russian Captain America. You know, Red Guardian's gonna be cool. I, I mean, so. like she he, like he said sometimes. I mean, Black Widow wasn't. She was a very good character. She portrayed everybody very. She portrayed her character very good. She did do a lot of stuff for the Avengers. She was one of the anchors there. She was the only one that could control Hulk, calm him down. Mm-hmm. She was there for Tony Stark. She was her bot her, her personal his personal bodyguard. That's true. So you know, Hawkeye. They had a very long history together. Captain America, after the whole situation of Infinity War Endgame, you know, she followed through with everything that she did. How did you guys feel about her, um, you know, getting uh, in the way she they basically canceled her out at the end of Endgame? I mean, and the way they're moving forward with her now, you know, I guess I should clarify that. Well, yeah, I guess was, you mean more like, if will they do anything else with their character going yeah, forward? Yeah, going or? forward. Because I know um, they're ba- it's based on Civil War. Yeah, and, it's supposed to be like pre-Infinity pre, pre um Infinity War pre or something Infinity like that. War, yeah. yeah. Pre-Infinity War. Um, I think that this movie does really well. Like, they're going to keep making movies no matter what. Like, they… You know, said John Wick three was gonna it was only gonna be uh, John Wick was supposed to be just a trilogy, and then John Wick evolved. Like, and now Keanu is like doing John Wick four and Matrix four at the same time. So I feel like if the movie does really really well and uh, financially, then they're gonna just keep me- making more stuff involving Black Widow, especially just because you know she's you know one of the what is, is like super beautiful, and I just feel like they would make more stuff just depending on like how it does at the box office, whether it be a show or because you know, there's um even though she's in the current uh, timeline, she is uh, dead. They'll they could always just go back and tell, like, go back in the past and just tell more and more stories of like what she was doing in between this, uh, like Avenger, uh, Avengers, and like Age of Ultra. They they could always just do stuff like that. So I just uh, I, I feel like that. I feel like more so they they will just do stuff depending on like how well uh, how well reception is, how more so how well it does in the box office. But like I said, I don't really care too much going forward. I just I feel like that's someone they should just leave behind or like have someone else be the new Black Widow, something like that. I mean, there was already uh, already a lot of unanswered questions for Black Widow. Like, what yeah. was her previous history? Like, you always heard her talking about Hawk- with Hawkeye. What was the history? Yeah, always so we mystery. don't know. So I think Marvel is doing something to give us just a brief history about it. But yeah. at the same time, with the expansion of the MCU and going towards DC Plus, I mean Disney Plus. Um, they're going to be doing something working with it because they have said that Black Widow will be tuning up and get, getting towards once the Winter uh, the Winter Soldier and the Falcon show come yeah, out. Yeah, I feel like they're just getting a feel for it coming out with this movie. And like you said, depending on how um, the viewings and… Introduction um, of new villains. I mean, yeah. there's so many villains that are going to be coming out. That's what I heard about out. that too, yeah. right? I heard there's going to be new villains. Introducing new people, right? Going into Phase 4. And uh, since we're going talking about movies coming out, how do you guys feel about the Eternals? That's something I haven't really uh, kept up with, but I do. I do like the fact that they finally bring it out because I do remember reading it when I was younger. Yeah. I actually have a comic yeah. book at home. Um, that was one for me that was a little bit different, just because like um, I've never really been too into like the. Um, like cosmic powers, cosmic beings, and like beings that just like had this unprecedented amount of power. I've always been into more like street level kind of heroes or like, you know, Batman, Daredevil, Nightwing, Ninja Turtles, um, just more so ones just because they were based off of action and like stuff like that. So it's been a little bit harder for me to get into stuff that was more involving like 
you know, cosmic entities and stuff like that. So okay. um, I'm excited. I think more so what I'm excited about, the cast is really, really well. The they have they have great. amazing cast of diverse, diverse yeah, yeah, yeah. actors. And then um, the Indian actor, was it Kumail, Kumail Nulani or whatever his name is? He got, uh, he he got pretty swole for this role. So oh, I'm yeah, like, um, I'm pretty excited to see what they do. And it's just, it's just one of those things like, um, it was a little bit like Guardians where I just don't really know what to expect. It's just, they have a good cast. So I'm just really, I'm really excited just to see what they do with it. And like, I don't really know too much about them from the comics because like, that's not something that was like my taste or my genre. So I'm just going forward. I'm just going to go with an open mind. And if, if above all else, it's probably going to be well acted. And we'll see how what happens from I there. I feel like that's why I exactly got the the A list. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's um like I said, I, I only read it because I had the comic book at home, but that was when I was younger. And right. um yeah, it never caught my interest. So that's why I gotta go back and read the comic book and see how if it's really gonna align comic book and movies. So in the comics they're what? They're like watchers of the universe or like they they look out and step in when something when like the, the balance of power is tipped right. a certain way or well, I believe they were considered like celestials, weren't they? Some, in the cosmic, something like that. Yeah, it's supposed to be they're superpowered beings and they can't be immortal. And uh, but, like you said, um, they've been around for a while. From what um, I was reading, they know the events of everything that happened in Infinity War and Endgame, and so that just makes you think, like, okay, so where, where, why were they just? Where were they throughout where the were whole they? You know what? Yeah, exactly. What you feel me? Like, what were they doing the whole time? Just sitting back, kicking back, eating popcorn? You know, everything's <laughs> falling apart. They know everything's going to end. But where were they? And then, you know, now they're, they're stepping out now. <laughs> for I, So I'm, I'm wondering, like, what exactly that is. Just because I don't know. Like, certain movies, I don't really want to know too much going into it. I don't read up too much on it for the sake of not spoiling stuff for myself. So yes. I'm, like, kind of, I'm more interested to see, like, the kind of story they tell and what happens from there. Okay, yeah. Um, talking about that A-list team, I, um, I'll just go ahead and bring out that cast. Um, from what I know, it's uh, Gemma Chan as Cersei, Richard Madden as Ikiris, Jumel, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce it. Camille, the Indian actor, yeah. Yeah, all right. He's a guy that got swole for this. As Kingo, I believe, or something. That's what I have right here. Uh, Lauren Ridloff as Makari, Brian Tyree Henry as Fasto, Salma Hayek, she's yes, coming yes, out in it too, as yes. Ajax, uh, uh-huh. Leo McCall as Sprite, Don Lee as Gilgamesh, Barry Keoghan as Druig, Kit Harriting as Dana Whitman, and the main one they got that I like to believe to attract the attention <laughs> is Angelina, Angelina Jolie as yeah. Dina. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I really got to say about that. So, um, what about the sitcom WandaVision Disney Plus? That's going to be very interesting. Just overall the talks that they've been having on what the situation of the whole plot series of that's going to be and how that's going to lead up to uh, the Doctor Strange movie. So like… I heard something about that. Yeah, yeah I mean we don't know what's to come. Uh, they should be dropping hopefully a trailer very soon for that. I know they're working on that. They're working on the Falcon Winter Soldier show. They're also working on She-Hulk. I know they have a lot of more things oh coming our way, you know? Yeah, they're working on but a lot right now. I'm excited to see what's to come too, you know? That's going to be a very good series to watch. I like Scarlet Witch. She did a very good job. Yeah, Elizabeth Olsen. I, I feel like it. Vision needs a redemption after what happened in Game <laughs> Game. Come on, what oh, happened? Man. He did not get to fight yeah. one scene at all. Got yeah, he got, and got, and got okay. wrecked and got you wrecked really quick. He, like, it's supposed to be based in the… Well, it's supposed to be… First half of the sitcom is going to be… It's, all right, sorry, let me rephrase that. First half is going to be a sitcom. Second half is going to be like real life. So the sitcom is going to be in the 1950s era. And how do you guys feel about that? 
Uh, I feel like they're just trying to like do newer things and try things out that like, because I mean, now this this genre has been going, they've been going strong for 10 years and uh, 10 plus years. So I think they're just trying to do, you know, things that they haven't really done before and trying to like, uh, I won't say appeal to a demographic, but just, you know, not recite, recycle the same kind of ideas and same kind of like uh, plots and storylines. So I, I think I'm more interested in it. It's just something that like I'm, Excited to see what they do, even though, like, I don't really care too much for, like, um, Vision or Scarlet Witch. Um, and <laughs> so, like, I am I am interested just to see, like, what they do. I mean, I, I really like the actors uh, who are right, Paul Bettany and um, Elizabeth Olsen. So, I'm interested to see what they do with that. But, um, and I think going forward, too, now that we brought up this topic, like, what does this mean for Scarlet Witch? I mean, now that 20th century, they had that merger with um, 20th century. Is she going to either come out and be like, oh, am I mutant now? Or what are, what are they going to do with her? I feel like it's up for, it's up for grabs. Like um, they can do anything with that merger. Like I was saying earlier, I feel like they, anything could happen. Uh, I just, I just feel like Elizabeth Olsen has been killing it. Like I said. Oh yeah, definitely. And and I really, I'm really iffy about it too. I'm just really glad that they each gave, they're giving everybody, their, each character their own little sitcom, their own little TV series. It's a <laughs> good way to expand the series. It's a good way to lengthen the time of the Marvel Universe and well, the cinematic. Especially you know? for just characters who just like don't have that um, that kind of box office power. You can kind of just create these sitcoms, see what they do, maybe build up a little bit of a brand for them, a little bit of an audience and, you know, see if you can dive off into um, into a movie, um, into a movie for them from there. So I think it's a, it's a perfect medium for these characters Characters, uh, to get a little bit more exposure. That's good. Yeah, I'm That's glad I, um, I brought this topic up too, and just like Josh brought up too, um, how WandaVision is going to transition into Doctor Strange into the multiverse. Yeah, that's so going to be cool. Yeah. Right? That's going to be cool. So I think it comes out May 7, 20, May 7, 2021. Mm-hmm. Director Sam Rami. I feel like he's a good director. He's going to come out. Yeah, he's great. super underrated director. Um, very good director. Yes, it's going to be talented. the first scary MCU film. How do you guys? Um, uh, just talking to you guys, let's talk, like talking to him about him about that before. Um, honestly, this, he's like the perfect director for this just because that's, this is honestly more up his alley than, um, something more of his comfort zone than any of the Spider-Man movies were. Like if you watch Evil Dead, see, and you know, Dark Man, um, and then you see him, then you're like, you know, this guy directed like Spider-Man one, two, and three, like, well, you know, what the hell is going on? Like, that's just, that's just like so much like transition between like genres and stuff. So I definitely feel like. This is we can probably expect something more or less like probably not as graphic as like Darkman. Darkman kind of had its moments of like there was a little bit of comedy thrown into it, but a little a little bit more of a tragedy. So I definitely feel like it's probably gonna be something more or less a little similar to that, just probably not as graphic. Um so I'm really excited for it just because, like I said, um this this market and this industry is becoming very saturated now. So you gotta like have things that are fresh, things you haven't done before. But have it in a way that makes sense to the storytelling, and not just for the sake of like, oh, we're doing, we're being this because we're so diverse. It's got to be something that makes sense to like the characters and makes sense to like the story they're telling, and like you know, a lot not trying to just plan ahead and just be like, oh, like we're we have all these different movies coming out or different stuff. So I'm probably more intrigued by that uh, uh, out of all the movies in this next fa- in phase phase four, right? Phase four. Oh, yeah. Phase four. I'm phase probably four. most intrigued by that just because of it seems like it's going to be the most unique to me. And it definitely fits like um, the vision of like the story they're telling. So I'm, I'm really excited for it. I am too. I am too. I like Benedict Cumberbatch. 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 My bad. Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. 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 That's as uh, <laughs> Dr. Strange, dude. I really do. He's killing it as well as Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch. And um, I'm glad that I also brought this up too. Do you think it's going to be, it's 
PG-13 or rated R? It'll be PG-13. PG-13. MCU stays good with the whole PG-13. Yeah, but… So do you think uh, studios should make more rated R movies after uh, Deadpool and Logan's success? Since uh, especially with Doctor Strange being a first scary MCU movie as well. Do you think uh, studios should make more rated R movies instead of PG-13? They should. I believe they would… It would reach another graphic of um, comic books. I mean, if you notice, kids don't really go too crazy when they see Avenger movies. It's mostly for us. We grew up with the comic era, like 90s childs again. So we know what to expect. We are the ones who get more excited to what's to come to these movies. That's why we depict everything that happens in the movies. That's why there's so much hate going on and everything, you know? We're just so into this whole world that if we don't see it in the cinematic, like in the theaters, we just go crazy, you know? I feel like since we know what happens in real life, right? Like the madness or the rated R, right? Yeah. When you see it doesn't happen, you feel like, it's not real. You like that beginning scene in Logan, that was extremely uh, graphic. That one was a great movie. And obviously, yeah. obviously they did that to really, really like extenuate that point of like, this is a different kind. This, this is, is Wolverine, Wolverine like you've never movie. seen like, a wild yeah. thing. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and I remember what? being a kid like, like just, just like not really understanding like censorship and like uh, PG-13 ratings. So I'm just like, you know, seeing Logan, uh, Wolverine whenever he fights, I'm like, why? Why aren't limbs flying across the room? Like, why isn't blood heads like flying? Right, like, I, I never understood. Green. And now, obviously, being older and stuff like that, I'm just like, oh, okay. Obviously, I understand that. Um, for me, I, I think going back to what I said about like, um, about like, you know, having the the story. Just it just has to really fit like the story they're telling. Like, not have R-rated just for the sake of having R-rated or shock value or like diversity and appealing to a certain demographic. I feel like. It should just always be placed on, you know, just the kind of environment that they're telling. Like, it made sense for Deadpool because, you know, Deadpool, that's how he is in the comics. And to tone mm-hmm. him down for PG… We saw what happened with um, uh, his portrayal in um, in um, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, and yeah, just, right. like, how, you know, he still fit his personality. But still, like, it just felt like he was still missing something. They even had to shut him up, though. <laughs> oh, God. Man, we don't even talk about that. Um, so, I feel looking. like it should… It should just, like, you… Probably under most circumstances, you wouldn't really have like a R-rated um, Spider-Man. You probably wouldn't have an R-rated Cap, even though like um, certain issues of the comics like delved in it being a little bit more mature, a little bit more graphic. Um, but like Punisher, you definitely have to have rated, rated R. Deadpool, oh, Wolverine. Um, so I definitely think it's just placed on placed on just the story they're telling and the universe that they're telling it in. Um, well, I'm not. I won't say the universe because now it's all MCU, but. Just in like the certain setting and envir- uh, setting and environment they're telling it in, but I think it just gets a little bit confusing, a little bit like you you ask yourself like, what are they going to do? Like, how is Deadpool going to interact with Spider Man? How is he going to interact with these like characters that are you know a little that are going to be like not as graphic as he is? Yeah. So like, there's going to have to be a level where they like to have these characters meet. They're going to have to tone down a little bit. Which it would be, it will also be an interesting dynamic seeing like Spider Man interact with Deadpool and seeing like these contrasting personalities and have like Spider Man be like, you know, hey, this guy's a little crazy, like, and, and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm definitely, definitely just interested to see what they do going forward. Like I said, they probably would never have Spider Man in an R rated movie. So it's like, that's true. It's like, I, um, it, it just gets harder at that point. And I also know why movies are scared to do it just because of the whole, like, it, 
you're you're kind of limiting your fan base and you're limiting like um even though like Deadpool did Deadpool's like probably one of the the best is like the most um highest grossing R-rated movie of all time I think uh, right at like eight, 800 million barriers. I Ryan think Reynolds, yeah Deadpool did 2 Deadpool 2 did 800 million which is amazing but compared to like what any of the movie what any of like the Avengers movies have done like they've all crossed that that billion dollar mark so I understand like why movies uh studios are scared to do so because of the fact of you're even though you have a chance to really make a lot of money like you're still limiting you're, you're still going to be limiting the potential at the box office because like even though it's going to do really well like there's still a certain demographic that uh you know kids uh younger people that won't be able to see it so I definitely I definitely understand why they do it but I, I think going forward just have respect to like the character have something that's authentic to their right. to their being and like who they are and not just for the sake of sh- like shock value or like trying to be diverse so um as long as marvel is open to having like those kind of things i think it'll it'll definitely work well and i just would like to see things that are a little bit more you know authenticity and a little bit more respect to the characters and the stories that they're telling of course they always have to follow the comics that yeah I mean, that's definitely. a very they big really thing do. a lot of people always ask for following and you know the how comics are they're really graphic too in the drawing <laughs> you know so i'm hoping they change that up and start like i said ryan reynolds is breaking barriers he's changing up the game for rated r superhero yes. video yeah. movies and- well yeah because we wouldn't have had logan without it and Lo- like you know those you know all the, the two deadpool movies and logan did very very well uh, even though they're rated R. So, I mean, I think that definitely that definitely shows the potential of what these movies can be. And like the fans still want to see it. It changes so, up the game. Yeah. It really does. Because then now, um, going into my next topic, our next topic, I should say, uh, TV shows like The Flash and The Arrow, right? That does a complete 180 of what we were talking about. Yeah. You colorful. Know, colorful. Yes, colorful. They can be as graphic. More restrictions, especially more since it's A lot TV more restrictions. But I really do like the series. Um, I've been watching The Flash a lot since the beginning. They're in season five right now, I believe. Okay. And I've been watching it since the beginning. Like, it does have that cheesy feeling when it, it comes to It definitely does. I think those and, are just overall Barry, TV shows. You know? yeah. Like, but, I, f- I feel like for me, like, the Probably the best season the CW had date of any of these superhero shows was probably season one of Arrow. Um, you had the Reverse Flash, who was uh, who is like his uh, the Flash's like greatest greatest enemy. Um, they also had like this awesome reveal where you didn't uh, you knew you knew that it was well, spoilers for anybody who didn't watch it. Sorry, but um, <laughs> you know you had this awesome you had this awesome reveal of like Harrison Wells was Reverse Flash. And then you come and you find out that he isn't actually Reverse Flash. It's still it's a uh, from the comics. It's Thon Ebon Thon. So they they yeah. did this really they did this really great thing where even though they they revealed that in like the the mid season finale they revealed that it was it was Wells like it's still they still had this like awesome reveal that he was really Ebon Thon the whole time. So um, I feel like that was probably the best season like of of any of the shows had done. But from there it's like contract there's like declining quality in some of what they do and um there's just the thing for me is like what really what really irks me about them being on the cw is that fact that they're on the cw they have all this like unnecessary romance and love triangles and like things that just don't really like make a whole lot of like it's like when um felicity first appeared on the show like i loved her she was she was beautiful she liked her and um stephen amell had uh emily bett rickards as the actress and then yeah. stephen amell played, played green arrow they had, so they had a great connection yes. and she was actually only supposed to be like a guest appearing in like the first season but she because she so well yeah she had well she had yeah. great chemistry they with rewrite yeah they, they actually gave her a main role in the show which was cool but then once they started going off into like their love thing their relationship and then like she started like you know, doing things that were like, that were just didn't really make sense, and like wanted wanted um wanted the Adam wanted Ray Palmer to like 
save um to save uh, green i think that was the end of season three she like wanted him to save um oliver as opposed to like saving the city it's just like and then she dons like the art the atom armor and i'm like and saves him i'm like what the hell is going on now like (laughs) yeah there's just a lot of like i feel like action wise is is pretty good it's pretty standard doesn't really meet the standards of like what the netflix marvel shows are doing like daredevil but still from like a production standpoint from like action choreography it's it's pretty good but I just, there's all this like unnecessary like love triangles and drama. Like I think within two, three seasons, Oliver slept with like eight or nine different women. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's just good. like, I feel like if they had toned that down and focused on like what makes them, what 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 makes him a hero and like what, and I felt like in the earlier seasons, it was just too much of like a Batman feel, which like it you, you understand like because of, yes. you know, when he first came out, he was pretty much like an archery themed Batman. Like, you know, mil, uh, bi- uh, billionaire, billionaire, so, billionaire right? socialite. Had a traumatic event that like changed that Very changed his perspective. Yeah, seen by anybody. And, um, just and you know he had like the arrow cave and like the aeroplane and and stuff like that that obviously drew a lot of comparisons to Batman. Um, but they really dive deep, like they really dove deep onto those aspects and like the first couple of seasons of Arrow and even like the main villains were all like pretty much uh, Batman influenced. Um, like season two had um 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 Deathstroke. Mainly yeah, a Batman villain. Well, I mean, yeah, he's he more is. he's more more associated more with like Teen Titans, Titans but yeah, he was a, he has the closest association with Batman. And then season three was the League of Assassins. I'm like, that's they threw they mixed it up a little bit. Right? Yeah, and they they really did. And then just to ha- have him have Rachel Ghoul be like, oh, I want you to be head of the demon because you survived the fall. But even though even though like he wouldn't have survived that, but one of his own men helped him and like helped nurse him back to health. So he's like, oh, you you deserve to be head of the demon because. You say my, uh, you survive, you survive my sword. So that makes yeah, you worthy. And I'm like, oh my god, like what the hell are they doing? CW had a little bit too much liberty on that. They yeah. just went a little bit too crazy on some. Like you said, they did have some downfall seasons where it kind of got iffy. It got a little bit too in the whole romantic area. Like stay a buck. We want to see the storyline of the character. Keep you more know, raw, right? Yeah, yeah. Raw. And they well, focus. That's what we see. We and they see focus actually. way too much on these relationships. Which isn't a bad thing. It's just. It felt like every episode was dealing with like some certain kind of like love triangle and something to do with like, you know, characters, feelings and stuff like that. So it's just a lot of unnecessary. And that's just because of the fact it's on the CW and like, you know, you think of the CW shows, you know, Gilmore Girls and all that other (laughs) shit that they were doing. And it's just like you, you, it's pretty much like you're combining you're doing like that kind of stuff with to superhero soap opera, yeah, soap opera, yeah. Which I'm like, give them though, what I will give them though is that recently in this new crisis events that just passed, um, which, which was season, good, I'll give them that. Good. It was, yeah, was yeah, really, it was I really, really awesome. Um, they introduced uh, these shows to be in the um, DCU. Yeah, right. The, they did. I mean, the, the DCU. They did because they had a little um, Ezra Miller and Grand Gun. Ezra both Miller that that was cool. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That that was really know? cool. So that was like, a, oh, who knows? You know, what I'm saying like with they broke that DCU barrier there, but now. you know, so, who knows what to expect? That's the only thing I give them. So I don't no, know. No, they to did. I mean, I gotta give them respect on the execution of them being able to bring a Justice League, especially in the TV world. You know, we see it in the cinematic way with. Avengers, Marvel does very great in that aspect of bringing all characters together. CW did a very well job bringing Arrow, bringing Black Lightning, bringing Flash. What else you got? Heroes of Tomorrow, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. Having all of them becoming one and having in every season to come, like you see that it gets bigger every single time. So just the addition of characters makes it very interesting. And I think it's funny how Nick was um, comparing the Arrow and the Batman because that's actually our next topic. Uh, the Batman um, 
to be more specific, I guess, what to expect with the new one coming out with Robert Pattinson portraying Batman, previous to the other Batmans that portrayed the role. Especially with Michael Keaton and, you know, so on and so on. And then, you know, Affleck. And yeah, ben it's going to be a different yeah, take, especially since name. they're saying that this Batman movie is going to be in the early years of him becoming Batman. I think they said it's two years in of him being a bat, like being actual Batman. So we're going to see the detective side of him still barely learning the ropes. We did see his outfit. It does look very it clean, look but good. it does look like very amateurish. He doesn't really know what the aspect of is. Like when we see Ben Affleck, it's all muscular. You see the shield. You see the protection that he has. Christian Bale's too. So it's a different take on it. But Robert Pattinson hopefully does a very well job. I do like how Zoe Kravitz is going to play Catwoman. <laughs> Catwoman. Yeah, yeah, she's going to be good. I, I think she's going to be good. I think she's going to portray perfect Um but until then, we won't know. How do you guys feel about the the villains coming out in that movie? Though I believe it's going to be Riddler. It'd be like a good cast Penguin, of villains. And I forget there's another major one, but I can't uh, can't think about it off the top of my head. Well, I think just for me, like going, I didn't get to answer how I felt about the movie, so I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. But um, pretty much, I'm excited for it. Like Matt Reeves is a very talented director. He's done yes. nothing but you know high quality films. High quality, yes. Um, so I think. It's just going to be a different take. And I also find it interesting that um, Robert Pattinson is playing Batman because um, Henry Cavill was actually uh, Superman. He was actually he was the original casting choice for uh, Edward Cullen in the Twilight movies. So I find it funny <laughs> yeah. that like now, now like they he was Superman and then now like at the world's finest is uh, two guys that were that were that like, well, one was going to be Edward at one point And now, so I think that's an interesting little, little fact not a lot of people know about, but um I think, you know, he's a very talented actor. He's done a lot of like, ever since the Twilight stuff, he's done a lot of like um, lower budget films and more more showing like his more acting ability. Films, but they've been yeah. pretty yes. great films though. Yeah, he's, so he's, he's actually a very talented actor. It took me a little bit um, after like the Twilight movies and stuff like that to actually see his work as an actor. Oh, you know, Water for Elephants was a good movie. And um he he's he's just a very talented actor. And I know he can pull off pull it off. The only thing I was worried about was just his um frame, his physique. He kind of has like a skinnier kind of um skinnier kind of um physique. So I think I was just worried about like you know needing to drop. He needed to put on like 20, 25 pounds just to pull off this look convincingly. But um as far as like the look they're going for, it's 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 pretty awesome. Like it's supposed like you said, it, it it's supposed to take place earlier in his career. So I'm gonna I'm definitely getting the sense that they're gonna take some inspiration from year one. Uh, the comic where Bruce had just came back from uh, from his travels and his training, and he was just in, obviously in, like the first year of his um, first year of his training, especially because I think John Turturro is playing Carmine Falcone. Uh, like the Falcone crime family is like uh, that, that they actually are yeah, big yeah. villains yes. in um, yeah. in in year one. I think some I think Sal Maroni is going to be uh, portraying. He's another crime boss from um, like year one, so it's going to be interesting to see. And um, as far as like the bat suit goes, it's supposed to have been made by Bruce. From my understanding of what people said, so um, he, even though he's very smart and is somebody who's like can create and invent stuff, he's not really at like that technological, very like technologically he's advanced level yet. yet. No, he's yeah. not so there. you know, and obviously he doesn't know Lucius Fox yet. So Lucius is more the and one who the was one more who the technical side, and he and he would deliver this stuff. The so mastermind of all and that. I think it's cool because it, it's like you know you see Batman Begins, and he pretty much just didn't really make all all of his stuff was like. Pretty much all hand me downs at at Wayne Enterprises. So I definitely like this idea of like you know him making his own stuff. His own and even though even though it's a little make. even though it's a little rough around the edges and it's not like as technologically advanced, it's he's still young. So there's definitely going to be uh there's definitely going to be that aspect of like he's growing, he's maturing. He's not like that cape veteran cape crusader yeah. that we know. It's a different so, take. 
I, so, I think yeah. it, but it fits in with like you know Robert Pattinson being younger. So he I definitely, I definitely the underdog in this movie yeah. too. Yeah, I think since like you say he portrayed that um the vampire movie, the Edward, Edward, yeah, Edward and all that, you know. <laughs> So, oh, sorry, excuse me, guys. I, I think that's <clears throat> probably one of his biggest fears. Hopefully, him thinking it's like, hopefully, when they see me in this film, they don't think of just Edward. Yeah. Hopefully, they but, do see me as Batman. You but, know, you know, he he's has some pretty big shoes to fit in, especially you, with. He's ben a talented Affleck. actor, though. So, I definitely feel like he's going to pull it off. The only thing I'm more worried about, I think the universe is what they're setting up for, like how they're portraying Gotham. Gotham is going to be like, um, they're filming all the Gotham scenes in Scotland. So, um, that's going to be a different take. It's not going to be like Batman Begins where you could clearly freaking tell they were filming in Chicago. Oh, yeah. So um, I think what I'm more worried about is um, just the villain because it's like Riddler is supposed to appear. Um, so um, Penguin. Catwoman. No, no, Colin, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. They changed it up. That Col- Colin Farrell is, is Penguin. Talks out there. Oh, um, okay. Riddler is going to be in it. Um, Paul Dano is playing Riddler. Obviously, Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. Um, John Turturro, Sal Maroney. I mean, I'm um, um, Carmine Falcone. Oh, so I'm interested. I, I'm just hoping that it's not going to be like Spider Man Three, where it's like oversaturated with all these villains, and you know, there's just not going to be enough screen time for everybody else. So um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious to see what they do with that and how they handle that, because if it's not handled the right way, then it can just be like, you know, you're not, you're, you're not, you're not, yeah, or you're not taking, you're not taking the proper time to like tell the story you're telling and you're trying to introduce like all these people. All these characters in. Yeah. So um, okay. I, I'm definitely excited for it. I definitely feel like it's going to be a good movie. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward uh, yeah, to it. Yeah. That was, I mean, everything to come now. It's different. It's different portrayals of the same character, you know, like getting a little bit off topic. Joker, that one was a very off, different sort of movie brought into the situation other than all the Jokers that we've seen. Crazy laugh, explosions, you know, this last yeah. one was a very more deep sense we'll of what's what going on in that, his right? head, you know. Yeah. So, We'll see what's to come. Um, moving on to our next movie, Wonder Woman 1984. Mm, I'm feeling iffy about that, but I don't know. How they did good on the first one. The first one they executed very, very, very good. Um, I think that was one of the stronger movies that DC, DC has brought has out. out with other than Aquaman, I mean, Batman versus Superman was a pretty good film, but I think well, it still needed a little bit extra to make it to that top. Well, Shazam was a good movie too. I felt a little bit more lighthearted, a little bit more, a little bit more unique. More comedic. Than what they were doing. Uh, yeah, yeah, so that was I felt a different take. Shazam was different. Okay, but, yeah. Gal Gadot plays Wonder Woman pretty mm. good too. I liked her in Justice League, her previous movie. And um, supposedly Steve Trevor, Chris Pine, it's Chris Pine, back. yeah, he, yeah. Well, they revealed him in the trailer, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. They did. So, so, I'm just wondering how that happened. You know, well, well I think in nowadays. like earlier in like other comics, like it was he was just like the grandson of Steve Trevor, and he just happened to look just like him, essentially, mm, and has the same name, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think, but I, I don't know if it's gonna be the like just because we see him, it doesn't mean it's the exact same Steve because, Trevor. It could be like his grandson or some great great grand great grandson, something like yeah, that. Yeah, because this one um is. On based on the time frame of the Cold War and the other one, no, was, 1984. Yeah, 1984. So the previous one was World War. World World, World, World War One, right? So World like War 19, so 1917, 1918, around like that time frame ish. Time frame. Yeah, so about okay. like 60 years, but still like pre um, Batman versus Superman. So she's still like hasn't. Uh, she's still like kind of living in, I guess, hiding during this time, or she's not obviously fully. Um, out there as far as like superhero, just uh, the being way a superhero Justice stuff. League, yeah, the way Justice League ended, she finally started um, when Batman called yeah. it out and said like, you know what, you've been hiding all these series. Yeah. Like, where have you been? But exactly. who knows? This is this was previous. This was recently because it was Justice League. So who knows if that well, has something? Yeah, that, these that's events why has something to do with why Ben Affleck, well, Batman said, told her that in Justice. Yeah, League. I um, I I think 
I don't know how I feel about it just because like I was really just really surprised and really good, really blown away by how good the first Wonder Woman was. But this one, I don't know for some reason, like I'm not as hyped as I was for the first one. I, I just, I don't know why. Like, I don't know if it's just like that weird costume that they have for her in or Just what. Just this league like, left the big void in my heart. Yeah. Like that. Um, <laughs> but like the, the cast is really good. Like Kristen, Kristen Wiig as um, Cheetah and then Pedro Pascal as I don't know who exactly. I think he's playing Maxwell Lord if I'm I not mistaken. so. But Kristen who's, Wiig who's like a, a, a big Who's a big baddie in like the DC universe. So um, I'm just interested to see what they do with it. I don't… I have a feeling it's not going to be as good as the first one. I don't know if it's the fact of like we just weren't expecting it to be as good as it was, but um, as long as it's the storyline is decent, the action is good. Like I'm, I'm gonna consider it a win. So they're doing good. Yeah, yeah. 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 A lot be. of the storyline is good. I'm cool with it. The action, the action too. So because the action in the first one was was better. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Villain in that one All was right. Dark Seed, right? It was first. And going back to uh, first Disney Plus. Wonder Woman. Or was no that was just as the my bad. No, for oh, it was um uh, Ares, Ares, which he could have been portrayed better, of course, yeah. but he just looked like um Nigel Thornberry when he freaking had his helmet <laughs> had his Thornberry. helmet off. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> wild hair and everything. Yeah. Oh god, man. <laughs> oh sorry, excuse me, guys. Um, so going back to Disney Plus and what they're working on. Um, Josh brought it up earlier: the Falcon mm. and the Winter Soldier. Um, Sebastian Stan coming back as Bucky Barnes, Anthony McKay back as Ma- Falcon. Mackie. Mackie, my bad. Or Mackie. Papa Doc. We call him, Papa, we call him, we call him Papa Doc, Doc right? Doc. Papa Doc. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I think, how do you guys think about the show coming out? Well, they really haven't brought up much information about it. Um, I do know that apparently some plot of the story is that they didn't, Anthony Mack. You know, he plays Falcon. They don't really want to give him the whole Captain America shield and the portrayal of him being that just because of what happened before in the Endgame and Infinity War. He was considered a felon. You know, he was he went rogue with freaking, uh, what was it, Captain the, America? The, anti, the anti-registration side. They might even bring in, they might try to introduce the, the first black Captain America in that series too. I read an article. I had to back Black Captain that. America? Yeah, black black Captain America. Like, like Black Panther or Black No, Cat? like Black act uh, person. Like, you know, uh, the yeah, first, no. first Black person to portray Captain America. And that… Wait, so like Steve Rogers wasn't the first or… No, like I'm saying they're going to introduce the first new… Like the first Black… Captain America. Basically, like, oh, I thought you. I thought you meant like you know, in like con- in like in the no. continuity or the timeline. I was yeah, like confused no. for a second. No, they're just gonna <laughs> give that Captain America uh, position to somebody else. Just somebody just, that I, they find more suiting. Yeah, I heard that's what just because like Bucky that. and and like you said, they haven't really history. talked about what it's gonna be about. Do you guys have like any assumptions? Of what it might. Um, I'm like I said at, at times I try not to really look too far ahead in spoilers just so like I can like watch watch for coming. myself and just so I I don't have to like and that's like the thing that sucks about like our like the everything nowadays is every they have to show like everything all these trailers they have to show all this stuff give away all these spoilers and do all this like you know um, leaked photos like so it just kind of it kind of takes away like um that that surprise element for me of like you know seeing something for the first time and being like oh wow like being just because so it, yeah just because it has like eh, i'm like more drawn into the storyline as opposed to like oh if i know something then i'm just like well you're already like, expecting it when you see it it's that expectation so i'm trying i'm trying not to really delve too much into like spoilers or like the potentials for what they're trying to do or what the storyline can be or what the villain can be i just assume with the ending of endgame that um that uh, um 
Sam was gonna be was gonna be the, the new, new Captain, Captain America. America. I assume which the same thing um, too. I was which I was a little bit. It, it was one of those things like I was talking about where they it seems like they do things for like shock value or like oh for the they're doing being diverse for the sake of being diverse and not having it fit the story. I felt like that's what it was appealing to that other demographic because okay. naturally what I got upset about was it should have been Bucky because he he makes it seem like oh you're the one to take over but it's like Bucky had been with him that whole time and Bucky was there. For him, like you he's know, like they they were like he, they they were brothers and like they, they were in the army. Bucky together. was yeah. big, his um, older brother. So I felt like brother, I felt know? like naturally he was just passing up on Bucky for whatever reason. I felt like Bucky was like the most logistical choice for for no, carrying on the legacy man, of Cap. Basically, yeah, so, especially him being enhanced like yeah, Captain America. Exactly, they do have the powers. That's for Falcon. so I felt oh. I felt like that was just their way of like, oh, we're gonna we're we're gonna have a, a black Captain America now, so we're being diverse or we're like having a better. We're having a better understanding of like what we're doing going forward, or you know, appealing to that demographic. So that's just something where like I it took me out because I was like, you know, this should have been Bucky. Bucky should have been the one to carry on his been. legacy. I, I agree but with you. I will say this: I think um, Bucky and Sam have a lot of like awesome ke- um, uh, chemistry uh, together. Yeah. Anthony, Anthony, Ma- Anthony Mackie and um, Sebastian Stan have a have this awesome. Um, awesome like comedic duo that we really haven't explored aside from a few bits and pieces yeah. that the they've had. They came out in Civil War. Yeah. Oh, that little fighting scene. Yeah. Spider-Man, that yeah. one was pretty good. It's like, yeah, he, he, was, he was like, yo, you, you couldn't do that before? He's like, I hate you. Yeah, I, and I, I think <laughs> just they... Like, just that chemistry you yeah. tell right there. They have there. this like really comedic... Yeah. So I, I'm definitely like more looking forward to that show aside from the action just for it to see like the... To see how they... Well, just to see like how they are like they're... Um, like how how their conversations go and how they how they are together. So I'm I'm excited for it. What do you guys think of Zemo coming back, especially from Civil War? Oh, I forgot I about that. Actually, I, he's, he's already in the trailer. Bring that up. Yeah, no, I completely forgot about it. But I, um, I'm I'm feeling fifty fifty about it. I guess. Well, he he even like wore the mask this time, right? Yeah, I believe so, he's gonna be, portray a bigger part. Especially like we've been talking about that every movie from the MCU is going to be related to everything that comes out in Disney Plus and vice versa. Disney Plus, anything that happens there will be in the MCU. Um, I think they're going to do pretty good there. I know from what I've been reading, like he says, I try to stay away from spoilers, but social media, it's always there. You always get that little extra and then you you get that little, read that first sentence and then you're like, okay, I got to continue oh. reading. And then you're just like, yeah, I can't stop. Right. Get just, hooked, just, you know? just throw my phone. The scroll, scroll. Just, oh, just turn it off it, for a drop quick, quick second. Right? <laughs> a couple of minutes. That don't happen. My hands get magnetic. It just doesn't go. Like, I just got to know. Guys. That's funny. Um, July 31st, 2020. Morbius comes out. That's something different. Like Eternals, like I was saying. You know, it's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Something they should have It's a character a that while. nobody knows. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh, sorry, guys. Excuse me. Um. It's something that, like I said, it should have been done a while ago. Um, I guess just because of rights and things like that. You know, Marvel hasn't really messed around with it. Um, you yeah. think Jared Leto? Jared Leto is going to portray his role good? I hope he does. I mean, Joker wasn't his best portrayal. Oh, yeah, of it, I mean, that, that wasn't his fault, to be honest. It wasn't his fault. They yeah, it was went for like production. a Pablo Escobar, like freaking thing, like gang leader or like mob boss. Like it made no sense for what they did with that character. But… As far as far as is him, he, he's he's always he's always doing giving the best amount of, and also too they cut a lot of, a lot of his scenes got cut, so yeah, you know we don't exactly know how his whole performance came out, but he's a very he's a very incredibly talented actor, so I definitely feel like he's going to bring his end game. Um, and the story that they're telling, like 
it's definitely something unique and different. And he's a character I won't say I know incredibly a lot. I mean, his my um most of what I know and my understandings of him was from Spider Man the animated series. Yeah. Um, yeah. which like you know he he had like uh he did, like they censored it so much he couldn't even he wasn't even really a vampire he liked well like would steal plasma yeah, from people's pla- bodies. Yeah, I remember so, them. Um, yeah, I remember them. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see what they do um with that character and I just I I want to know just if it's going to connect to Spider-Man or if they're going to have like some understanding and like what they're going to do going forward. Because if it's just going to be a solo film where they like a little bit like Venom, I'm like, you know, they're, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm just trying to understand what they're doing with these characters. If yeah. it's going to build up and um, they're going to like have something connected to like the MCU or like at least bring Spider-Man involved. They have to do that at some point. Otherwise, like I won't say I don't want to see these films, but it's going to, I guess, bring it down a little bit for me. Well, since the beginning, they've been wanting to bring Spider-Man into the Sony Spider universe, universe, you know, right. but yeah. the restrictions between them, they like you, they said, they didn't have the contract that allowed Spider-Man to be in the Sony universe with the Spider. But now we do have them together, you know. Like now, other than 20th Century Fox merging with MCU, we do have Sony and MCU growing together. So now, hopefully, with the whole multiverse with Doctor Strange, we do get to see some certain aspect of. Um, the Morbius trailer per se, we did see a, a poster that said murder of Super uh, Spider Man. You know, right? it was Tobey Maguire's Spider Man, which kind of brings up the question. I mean, Sammy, Sam Raimi is going to be the new pr- uh, director for Doctor Strange. There's been talks that Tobey Maguire might make a cameo appearance. Talks, That'd be awesome. So it would be, we, it you would never be. know what's going to happen. Yeah, but no, Morbius I, should be a good. I do like the whole aspect that they did have a cameo of Vulture and they're talking to Morbius, you know? Yeah. They, oh, yeah. They, I didn't expect it's that. It's a cameo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They might, I so feel like they have It's a good thing. Feeling. It's a good introduction with Morbius because I believe that's what's going to allow us to see that there is a multiverse where Spider-Man can be introduced and be portrayed in both the situations. Um, I think they were talking, saying that anything that happens in the Sony Spider-Verse um, could be related to anything that happens in the MCU. The MCU could talk about it, but um, Sony can't talk about any events that happen in the MCU unless it's villains or characters that they have rights to yeah. with Sony. So I right. believe that's where we saw the first um, cameo of Vulture with Morbius. So it should be interesting. Yeah, I agree with you. I really agree with you. Um, Michael Keaton is going to make that cameo. So I feel I had that feeling that they might introduce Spider Man some way. Somehow. Or know? at least have like an off comment about like, oh, Spider… Like, I feel like they're at least going to do that. Hopefully. Well, let's see what they do. I mean, they have a large variety. I know Sony's going to want to do… Like you said, Morbius is from the Spider-Verse. Coming up is Venom. That's also in the Spider-Verse. They're seeing those two correlate together. Hopefully in future movies. Yeah, especially be him being his, one of Spider-Man's villains, you know. And speaking of another one of his villains… This is something I'm really excited for on Venom 2. We don't even know if that's going to be the title of the movie yet. But I know no. Venom 2 is coming out October 2nd, 2020. Um, Tom Hardy as Venom and Woody Harrelson as Carnage. I can't that wait for that. Woody Harrelson. Hella cool. Legend I right think there. that is awesome. He's, He's a good. hell of a Cletus, freaking actor. Cletus. 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 I, I, I love most of his movies that he comes out in. And a zombie land. Zombie, zombie land. land. <laughs> even when he came out in Planet of the Apes. To be honest, for me too, he made Friends of Benefits that much more funnier. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh any of you gay? Oh, you're not gay, are you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dude, oh man. And just, have you seen clips and photos of the way his hair Yeah, is I've seen it. In the beginning, I believe at already. the end of the cameo with Venom, he did have the curly hair, which I know brought up a lot of bad com- like comments. Well, they they, they, they didn't want to see that Cletus I with the new photos. Seeing the new hair. 
Oh yeah, they gave they him a different. Trace. They gave him a different wig, right? No, yeah, they gave him the actual hair that Cletus. Because yeah, he looked we- he looked weird at the end of at the end of his and the cameo in Venom. Venom. Yeah, yeah. It just, he just looked a little weird. I was like, okay, they need to change up that wig a little bit. I feel like um, they did that on purpose, though. You know, more like an introduction because <laughs> we didn't know they didn't know what was. I feel like they didn't know if well, so they were gonna the make be- a in the beginning, he continue. he was in jail, so you could tell that he had that long curly hair because mm-hmm. well, there you can't. Is, hair I just like there, the way you know? he ends it. Like, yeah. Uh, there should be says, carnage. There's, there's going to be yeah. Yeah, there shall be carnage. Well, oh, is man. is Tom Hardy still like contributing writing to the movie? I believe, I believe so. But I, I can't confirm that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Because he did, he did have some parts in Venom. I know he directed some of those. Oh, he scenes. he did direct. Some I scenes? think I think so. I believe because I also believe one of his other another um symbiote might come out in that movie. Toxin, if I'm not mistaken. Toxin. Toxin might be. And then Shriek, Shriek, Shriek. Venom, Shriek lover. is one of the strongest um, symbiotes. If I'm no, not. Shriek is no. just Venom's lover. I mean, the way they're gonna introduce her in the movie is gonna ah, be pretty well. But I still, I still believe, if I'm not mistaken, one of the comics, or if I'm mistaken, it with the other symbiote, she is one of. She is pretty a strong symbiote. Yeah, yeah. she's a pretty strong symbiote. Well, I mean, all, all of them are so strong, of course. Yeah, all <laughs> of them are yeah. strong. But um, I'm just. Yeah, yeah, I I think it's just gonna be a little bit interesting because I think this is this the first film that Andy Serkis has ever filmed uh, directed before. No, has I he don't directed before? So I want to say he has because I could have sworn I think this is his like first actual movie. Maybe he directed like small scenes, small stuff, maybe shows before. But as far as a movie, I don't, I can't recall if he's actually theory, have yeah. any credits as a as a sole director. So I'm just interested to see like what happens because I mean. Tom yeah, Hardy he was more as a he was more as an actor. Yeah, he was more portrayed. Well, as motion motion captures, yeah, but motion, you know yeah, he was Caesar. Captures. Yeah, he was, he was Caesar in the Planet of the Apes movies. He was Gollum. He was King Kong and um in so see, Peter Jackson's movie that too. How him and Woody Harrelson came out in Planet of the Apes together. Oh yeah, yeah he was yeah, main, he that. was Caesar. He was Caesar. You know, in Planet of the Apes. So Andy Serkis, yeah, I think I think he's a great actor, and I think he'll kill it, especially being a Venom movie and all that. So. I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. And again, we're going to get to see another tie-in to the Spider-Verse with that. You know, there is There's to say that Spider-Man will have a I cameo. Ho- hopefully. Just because the history of it, if they do introduce Toxin in the comics, he does team up with Spider-Man. So if that were to happen, that would be a great way to introduce the Sony-verse going towards the MCU. Because Toxin Dusk does help the Avengers at some point in time. So... Seeing that and then Morbius, Venom, Sinister Six, hopefully that. I have been hearing that they've been trying to bring that up too. So well, that that's was, exciting to see. That was, that was what they were trying to do like with the Garfield, uh, when Andrew Garfield was Spider-Man before this partnership with Marvel and Sony um, when before before that happened. So they were, they had been trying to work on a Sinister because if you guys recall in Spider-Man 2, they were hinting at the Sinister Six already. It was like Doc Ock, Rhino, Goblin, Vulture. I think they chameleon. were trying to chameleon, and I think they were going to do like shocker. There are some, one Goblin. of the other. I mean, obviously, Sinister oh, Six yeah. are. Uh, I would really like to see going forward. Um, um, Cra- Craven, Craven the Hunter, Craven the Hunter. Right. Yeah, there's that's a lot. another. There's expected really a lot that can happen. But like I said, like we've been talking about, there's a lot that could go into what could come into the Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, of course. But um, that's topic for another time. That yeah, is topic definitely. for another time. That's all the topics we actually do have for today. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you yeah, guys no so problem, much, guys. Thanks for listening. If you yeah. like what you heard, subscribe, like the video, share with your friends. You know, we'll have great content coming up every other week. Yeah, be so sure to follow our us. Instagram page at, at Higher Passion under dash. Also subscribe to us on YouTube, SoundCloud, and Anchor. 
Yeah, no, sure of course. Thank you so much week, for listening, we'll guys. We'll catch you guys next time. All right, see you guys. Have Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. Thank you guys for joining. <laughs>